Welcome to Zebra Talks, where people living with hypermobility syndromes hear their experiences reflected in conversations with guest experts and fellow zebras living their best bendy lives. I'm your host, Dr. Libby Hinesley, physical therapist and author of Yoga for Bendy People. The information and opinions shared on this podcast should not be taken as medical advice and are not a substitute for diagnosis and treatment by a qualified healthcare professional. And now, let's get started with today's Zebra Talk. Today on the podcast, I am excited to welcome Blair Boyvedick who will be talking with us today about a product that he developed called the Body Braid. Blair started out studying physics in college and then trained to become a physician. He was always interested in science and um, he ended up working for some time in medical biophysics. But after some years in that realm, he wanted to move out of academic research and into more person-focused service work. So he felt a strong calling to really address the greatest need. And that led him to do some work overseas in remote areas. And then ultimately he spent several decades serving as a medical doctor in a small village in the near North of Canada. That's a little bit of an introduction to Blair and Blair, thank you so much for being with us today. Welcome. Happy to join. Yeah, and before we started recording, you were telling me a really interesting story about your involvement with an organization that inspired the movie Patch Adams. Yeah, and a lot of people know it from this movie with Robin Williams that was somewhat loosely based on this real character, Patch Adams, um, and the organization that he started called Gesundheit Institute that most people associate, and especially from the film, about clowning and a much deeper engagement with people than medicine generally does. Mm -hmm. Our motto was to bring fun, friendship, and the joy of service back into healthcare, to really address the fact that caring about health is a human interaction, and it's a reciprocal interaction, that we all actually need care, but we also all need to care that the standard model of medicine is it's something that healthcare providers give as a commodity or generally sell as a commodity and that there are consumers, there are people who like eat up the care because they need it. And that's a very limiting, very inhuman approach to what is actually a really human interaction that a lot of the meaning of life, the value of life, this is the way that we care for our beloveds, is a part of healthcare. So very radical approach, very outside the mainstream. <laughs> um, the fascinating thing is that the institutions really can't make sense of this, but human beings love it. Mm -hmm. So when the movie came out, certainly Robin Williams was a big draw, but 20 million people went to see that movie the first week it was released. Wow. Many people talked about it being life-changing. Yeah. They actually could see something there that they could relate to and that made more sense to them than the standard commercialized version of healthcare mm -hmm. that they actually deal with. Yeah. That was an amazing adventure. It was lots of fun. It was pretty wild at times. Yeah. And it, it also rooted me back into wanting to, to bring that into practice. Mm 
So that's where I have been a physician in a small town for the last, well, was the last 30 years. Mm -hmm. um, after 40 years of practice at 65, I have now retired from medical practice. And the body braid that I was developing over the years as a hobby and as something that I needed myself has actually become a new career for me. Because people with especially Ehlers-Danlos who have come across it, there's this just generally isn't prescribed. This isn't a part of mainstream medicine, but literally through word of mouth. This is almost entirely through Facebook recommendations of people saying, oh, I tried this. It really helped. You got to try it. Mm -hmm. And that most people with hypermobility, with loose joints, immediately feel supported and relief from it. Um, so yeah. it's become a deal. That's a, such a neat story. And I'm so interested in this organization that you're involved with, too, and your approach to healthcare and this whole mutual human interaction element. I think that probably resonates with most humans, especially those of us with chronic health conditions such as EDS and hypermobility spectrum disorder, who specifically have not received such interaction in our healthcare odysseys that we often go through. So it'd be interesting to hear a little bit more about your development of the body braid over time. And before we get into that, I want to ask you about your personal experience with hypermobility. And that may give us some insight into this budding idea for the body braid. So I do not have a diagnosis of Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. And certainly now that I do interact with a lot of people with Ehlers-Danlos, I realize that the severe forms of it are very severe and mm -hmm. completely dominate life. For me, it was a matter of having health conditions. And the big one for me was when I was finishing my medical training and completely exhausted. I had not just a lung collapse, but what became a tension pneumothorax so that I was working on about a quarter of one lung and that I was working in the hospital as a doctor for a week like this, painting and barely able to talk and having angina until finally I just, I, I approached a physician in emergency and I just said, hey, something's really wrong here. Did an x-ray and it was quite dramatic. Mm. Characteristic of EDS, usually they put in a tube and they expand the lung and things seal over, but mine didn't. So I spent mm. two still plugged in with it not healing because as I'm sure you're familiar, oh, this isn't usually how it goes. Usually yes. fine, but oh no, it turns out there's a complication for you. Yeah. So I managed to finally get out of hospital from that. I was fairly stable with a bunch of things that now I realize were various connected tissue problems. Um, until about 15 years later, when this started happening about once a month, and I mm. was my time exhausted, yeah. did go through surgery, which was helpful and stabilized that part. For the most part, things are fine. I've certainly had lots of pain, back pain, um, I'm having it at the moment. Um, so I developed a body braid intuitively, literally playing around with what I needed for my own body. Mm. And after I had developed it and I was showing other people and getting positive responses, I did try it on a few of my patients and got very positive responses that they really liked it. 
And the first foray was to do a website and there were some pictures of it. It's still fascinating to me that I have never advertised. I've not never done anything to push this. It was folks with EDS who saw pictures of this and intuitively looked at the image and said, oh, that looks like what I need. That looks like that would feel really good. And they contacted and said they wanted to try it. And then once a few people tried and then they told their friends, this is now actually has turned into a thriving business. <laughs> um, so uh, this is, was entirely just a scheme on my own. I came up with this design. It's been 25 years in the making. I could tell you lots of wild and quite fun stories around that. Realizing that like a lot of things, and this is where it ties into the radical approach to healthcare, there weren't obvious venues for how to either get this made or promoted or out there in the world. I was very fortunate to find a sewing company in Toronto who were willing to take this kind of crazy idea. They usually sew clothes. And they were willing to try this out and go through a lot of different experiments to make this. So I found a weaving company that actually weaves the bands near Toronto mm. and the sewing company and literally started making these to put them on the uh, Shopify store to sell them. So there is no other distribution. I'm not part of an affiliation. I'm not part of an institution. This was literally just a little project. What's fascinating to me is that the reach has grown entirely word of mouth. So we're now sending them all over the world. Amazing. Can you describe the body braid a little bit for our listeners, what it looks like? Because I'm one of those people who saw a picture of it and said, hey, that looks like it would feel really good. Great. So the body braid is very simple. It really is a, a, a deluxe version of a tensor bandage or an ace bandage. It's that kind of standard three inch wide elastic band. I will take credit because it took many years to develop working with the actual weavers uh, that work the looms to come up with a really high quality, durable, comfortable, silky, latex-free version of this band that instead of just wrapping around one joint, it wraps around your body. Mm -hmm. And the foundation of it is called the core braid because it wraps around your core by there are shoulder straps that are a real key part of this, which stabilize the shoulder blades onto the back. Because this is a purely connective tissue joint, if you think of the knee, of the hip, of the elbow, we usually think of these joints where there's the end of the bones and these cartilages that hinge and then ligaments that hold those together. How the shoulder blade rests on the back is almost floating. There's no specific cartilage, there's no specific ligament. It's all relying on connective tissue. So those of us who don't have much connective tissue or the connective tissue isn't working, that tends to be really unstable and it gets into awkward positions and causes strain. Mm -hmm. So most people with loose connective tissue have shoulder, neck problems, pain. I'm certainly one of those. My shoulders are a mess if you look at them inside. Um, <laughs> I'm a very determined person. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you can imagine already from my story. 
So I'll bring in another aspect. I also love to dance. Uh-huh. Get me on the dance floor and awesome. everything is great. And I'm having a wonderful time. <laughs> That's great. And contact improv dance in particular is a kind of acrobatic dance between people where you're exchanging your weight and you're yeah. lifting each other and going back and forth. And it's very reliant on becoming very attuned to your own body alignment, to your center of gravity and how it's being supported and the other person's. So you're working with this joined center of gravity that really relies on tracking very subtle sense of where your body is and how it's moving, our proprioception. It literally trains our proprioception. And our sense of proprioception comes through our connective tissue. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have much connective tissue, you literally don't sense your body very well. Mm-hmm. So th- that's where this was literally playing around with these bands to try to get as much sense of my body as I could. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that that is by supporting our connective tissue. Internally, our connective tissue is everywhere. It's a whole mesh. We are kind of like a gummy bear in terms of this whole network that goes through everything, but it also concentrates in particular bands. And Tom Myers has developed this with the anatomy trains to really look at these specific bands and how they are really key to our movement. So the body braid bands literally are acting externally and they roughly follow the same shape as these internal bands of connective tissue, these fascia lines. Um, And it's reinforcing the function of them from the outside. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change the internal, but when you get and you tweak and you adjust and you get the straps, so they're just fitting your own body shape and size, the strain on our connective tissue is supported by these bands. Yeah. And if that's loose, that's generally felt as a deep sense of relief and comfort. So this is where it links to this sense of enjoying health in general. Mm -hmm. I believe that the sensation of our connective tissue being well supported is pleasurable. Mm -hmm. It feels good. Mm -hmm. And it feels good directly related to the antidote to discomfort, strain, and pain. Yeah. So a key message with the body braid is to play around with it and get it to feel as good as you can. So it's sort of like being able to scratch that itch or massage that part that's looking for some attention or getting that hug when you're wanting that sense of just real connection and being supported and held by somebody. All of those yummy feelings are what the body braid is doing. So I love that people describe it as being a wearable hug or a wearable massage. Definitely, it is a wearable hug. (laughs) It makes me think of that contact improv. You were describing that type of dance that you were getting that external feedback from other dancers, I imagine. I mean, this isn't something I've ever done, but it Mm. seems like that reciprocal feedback from Mm -hmm. other bodies is part of what probably feels so good about it. And it's what feels so good about the body braid 
And I find it could be the body braid. It could be a weighted vest. It could be kinesiology taping, whatever it is. You put it on there and people are like, this feels amazing. I had no idea that I yeah, had no idea how good it could feel to be in this body. And all of a sudden I know where my body ends and where the rest of the world begins. It's like the starting point for interacting with the world. Without that, it's just so hard to know where we are. So it is really a phenomenal experience to put something like this on. Yeah. Yeah. And it can be deeply emotional. Many people are really taken aback. I mean, you look at this thing, it's just straps. Yeah. You just put this thing on. But the internal experience of actually feeling and sensing your body is very powerful. So mm-hmm. some people describe it, and I think of this as being a proprioception aid. Mm-hmm. It literally amplifies the sensory input so that we can mm-hmm. feel our body. And it's similar to anybody that wears eyeglasses to improve their vision, a hearing aid to, impl- to improve their hearing. When you put this on, you literally can feel your body better. Yeah. And if you don't have much of that and you get it for the first time, it is astounding. Many people start to cry. And the most interesting thing is that they'll often say, I don't know why I'm crying. I feel so good. And I think it is literally this deep, deep relief. Yeah. You don't have to work at holding your body together. Yeah. And over time, your body actually starts to learn, oh, it's okay to let go of some of this tension because I'm going to be held. When you have hypermobility, your body knows if you actually fully relax, you're going to fall apart. Mm-hmm. And so your muscles go, no, I have to keep holding on mm-hmm. unless there's something else holding. Exactly. So anyway, that's, you know, floating in a hot tub, you feel like you can totally relax and it's okay. You're not going to fall down. This gives that similar almost contradictory sense of, oh, I can totally let go, but I also can do things. Yeah. So I love when people go, ooh, I want to go dancing. I want to go walking. I want to go kayaking. And it's deeply rewarding because I do often get feedback from people, especially that they get to return to beloved activities that they had to stop. Um, It's literally, oh, I can garden again. I can do my grocery shopping. I can pick up the kids. I can, Mm -hmm. things that really matter, they can do again that they hadn't been able to do. That's amazing. I show it to a lot of my patients and they can just balance. All of a sudden their balance is so much better. Right. Immediately. And it's kind of mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. Because they can feel the body. Feedback that I've heard from other physical therapists is that what they find is they don't have to be cueing their clients. They're used to giving exercises and then saying, well, no, actually just move over here a bit. No, and you have to move this over here and no, do this. Mm-hmm. That once they've got the body breed on, they don't need to do that. People just feel it internally. That's right. It's a wearable tactile cue. That's how I think about it. It's, it facilitates the mind-body connection. And all of a sudden, the brain knows how to find muscles that it didn't know how to find before. <laughs> it knows how to find them. And I'm really intrigued because I think it also lets them relax. It lets them function yes. muscles are supposed to do. Exactly. That our connective tissue is what's supposed to always be holding things on. Our muscles are supposed to engage when it wants to do something, but then relax. It should be this on and off. But with mobility, because if they really go offline, you don't have the connective tissue back up, 
the muscles stay in this tense mm -hmm. almost spasm. Yeah, it's like this background chronic muscle contraction. And in that state, muscles don't work well. They have to be able, like you said, to contract, to relax when needed. Yeah. yeah. So I want to hear a little bit more about kind of what is it about bendy people's <clears throat> connective tissue that is different? Mm -hmm. And why is it so hard for it to do its job well? <laughs> mm -hmm. So the classic model of understanding for EDS is a problem with collagen, the number one protein in our body. I really like relating this to the fact that collagen is jello. Literally, gelatin powder is powdered collagen. If you think of that and that sort of quivering mass, it holds its shape, but it's like the shape of water. You know that it's not, you know that it could all fall apart, but there is a hole to it. And the collagen molecule is this fascinating, very complex spring. It turns out that almost everything in biology is spiral in shape. There are almost no straight lines in biology. So right down to the DNA and the RNA on the molecular level. And then these proteins are these expanded spirals that are so complex, they fold back on themselves to make bigger spirals. And the collagen actually has four different levels of folding back on itself to literally make these springs. So if you can imagine that our body internally has billions of these tiny little springs and that they connect by how the way the springs, if you put two springs together, they can be independent, but they're going to engage with each other. But we have those all over our body. If that spring isn't shaped quite properly, it doesn't work quite the way it's supposed to. Um, everybody that's alive has functioning collagen. We literally could not even get born if we didn't have any collagen. But there is a spectrum then of how that collagen functions. And EDS, I consider to be at the end of the most severe form of enough collagen that you can function, but also enough problems that many things don't function the way they're usually expected to function. Mm -hmm. um, and there isn't any cure for that. There's no fix. It's part of how the body is. Um, I can go on a little bit about well, the gaslighting, but that's a <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great other episode for sure. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, one of the things that I'm interested in, as far as collagen goes and collagenous connective tissue, is its sensory function. So I think it's easy for people to imagine when the collagen fibers aren't as robust as they want to be, or they don't have the recoil that mm -hmm. they would normally have, we can imagine how that would impact a body mechanically mm -hmm. as far as stability goes and passive support. But mm -hmm. what role does that play in our brain's ability to understand what's happening in the body right. and understand our position and all that? Mm -hmm. And the way I understand it is that the connective tissue is full of receptors that sense mechanical information. Right. And they are less easy to stimulate in a body that has 
I call it floppy collagen, but I'm not sure if that's the best term. Is that kind of how you understand it too? So one of the things, even in medical school, learning about all these sort of details, learning that most of our sensory receptors are in connective tissue, to me, it was like, well, obviously this is really important. This is where they are. Here's where the gaslighting comes in, because whenever I was inquiring and asking for kind of, I want to dive into this more, I was always told, oh, that it's not clinically relevant. You don't need to know that stuff. Literally just that part doesn't actually matter. Mm-hmm. So there's that disconnect mm-hmm. of not only are there some sensory receptors, but most. So fairly yeah. safe to say about 80% of our internal receptors are in our connective tissue. And if your connective tissue is loose, you can tug on one end of it and it doesn't actually affect much else. Yeah. If the connective tissue is tight, if you pull on one end of the string, the whole thing moves along. And so that's the mechanism, that's the mechanics of triggering off those receptors is that they need to be linked so mm-hmm. that the movement in one place you feel along the line. When it's loose, you pick up one little piece of it and nothing else connects. And so you only get this little wisp of a sensation as opposed to this integrated linked sensation. Yes. It's really about um, lacking adequate tension in the passive connective tissues. And what's so counterintuitive about that is that, well, people don't understand that tension is actually a really important thing (laughs) mechanically and from a sensory perspective that you just described. But this is a body that lacks passive tension, I guess we could say. But Mm -hmm. in place of that, yeah, that natural springy. mm -hmm. But in place of that, we have muscle tension that's trying to compensate in the background for that. And that is big pain driver for people with yep. these conditions, yep. for sure. And that experience of relief when you put something on that's an external support, like the body braid yeah. Yeah. that you described earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just going back to a little bit to that gaslighting a little bit, I know it's a big topic and a lot of people experience it in medical settings, of course, but you were talking about how learning in medical school that most of our mechanoreceptors live inside connective tissue. And of course you were told it wasn't clinically relevant. When did you start noticing that, hey, actually this is clinically relevant? Was it through your own experience or was it through some patients that you'd seen over the years? Actually, I I will give credit to the EDS community because I developed the body braid literally intuitively, literally playing around with things. I've got enough of this scientific background that I had lots of ideas about what was going on, but none of that really fit with what I was feeling. And I went with what I was feeling and what I felt like I needed. I have learned a huge amount. It was really going and meeting and uh, certainly online. I meet a lot of people with EDS now and as they're describing their experience and I go, oh yeah, I can read. Oh yeah, I get that. And oh yeah, you've been to, oh right. Oh sure. Yeah. Yeah. This all makes sense to me that I came to piece these things together. So I feel that my understanding has been this distillation of hearing a lot of experience from people, especially folks who have very severe parts and so it's dominating their lives and you have to figure these things out. I mean, diagnosis and criteria is all a tricky thing, but everything around hypermobility 
even when I learned a bit about it, I thought, oh, well, that's not me. I, I can't even bend down to touch my toes. Mm -hmm. And if I'd be assessed, it was always like, whoa, you're incredibly rigid here. And, you know, this just doesn't move at all. But I have come to see that is muscle tension. That when I would do exercises, and I've been to so many people who told me, oh, you're really tight. You got to stretch these out. And I'd stretch things out and everything would get worse. Yeah. Like, well, that's not supposed to happen is where I really learned through the support in the EDS community of, uh, right, just because some professional tells you, well, we expect most of the population to function this way mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily explain what's going on for you. Yeah, it can be so confusing, both for a practitioner who doesn't understand these conditions, of course, because they're mm -hmm. not trained in it, oh, yeah. but also for people who are experiencing these conditions and seeking answers. Sometimes they don't display mobility like someone would expect them to as someone with hypermobility. Sometimes right. it's hiding in there, hiding behind that muscle tension Yeah, and it gets confusing. Yeah. So I guess we just do the best we can and hope for lots of evolution on our collective understanding over the next few years. Yes. And I'll put in a plug for the EDS society. I'm really impressed you know, working in general healthcare, I've dealt with a lot of these health organizations that are mostly money-making institutions and driven to this kind of holding up something, oh, here's a good cause to give to. I'm very impressed that the EDS Society, my understanding is that the mandate is that it needs to be run by and for people with the condition. Mm -hmm. And that's certainly been my experience is that it is very much about what works, what's helpful, how do we connect people mm -hmm. um, as the basis so that it is really leading the move in healthcare. Yeah, I have learned a tremendous amount from the EDS Society, their resources and website, a really big source of information and validation. Yeah, anybody has the opportunity to go to one of the events it is very much community building events. Mm, that's great. Yeah, yeah, I've never had a chance to go, but I, I would love to. So for people who are listening and have gotten excited, hopefully about this body braid and about there's collagen and sensory function, I'm, I wanted just to describe it a little bit more because there are a couple different ways you could use this body braid. Mm -hmm. And um, one of them is as postural support say for someone who's needing to sit at a workstation and well, do computer work. <laughs> yeah, yep. exactly. And it wraps around you in a seated position yep. around the shoulders and back and comes around and catches the fronts of the knees and yep. creates this amazing feeling of approximation in the pelvis. It's just incredible. Mm -hmm. And you, you just get to be held up in a seated position with, without so much effort. Mm -hmm. But then there are these added straps Mm -hmm. that you add to it that spiral around your legs that then right. you can wear it walking and exercising or right. dancing. Right. <laughs> I will say that when I first got my body braid, I watched the educational videos about how to use the strap. I watched a lot of those videos on repeat because it's not the easiest thing to learn how to figure That's out on the front end. Oh, at all. Yeah. yeah. So do you want to hear a bit of the history around that? Yeah. So initially, 
what I call the original body braid was actually a big figure eight of this elastic band. Mm. And you had to wrap it around your body, right from the shoulders, right down to the feet. And interestingly, because young kids would look at it and just whip it on and they'd be, yeah, okay, I got it. But if you think about it and you're trying to figure out, it's this very complex, mathematically incredibly complex mental processing you're doing to try to understand it so got positive feedback that it was really helpful but way too difficult to figure out how to use mm-hmm. so the what's available now is a kind of stepwise approach i distilled out the core of the benefits to make it the simplest to use and to give the most benefit where we need it the most mm-hmm. So that's where it's stabilizing the shoulder blades and it's connecting the shoulder blades across the back and through the hips, literally aligning the core. And it's really easy to use where we need it the most because sitting is the worst activity for our bodies that we do on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. The mechanics, our bodies just in no way evolved to sit Mm -hmm. and especially not to sit in front of a screen all day. Mm So the idea with this is it's kind of like a jacket. The shoulder straps slip on like you would putting on a, a jacket. And then there are two lower loops that go, or you just hook them over each knee. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to sit down like I did to do this session, slip it on, boom, boom. It's literally maybe five to 10 seconds to put on. And yeah. simpler than tying shoes. Because it was to get people engaged in something really simple sitting is where we need it yeah separated out the more complex parts Mm -hmm. so that's where they're going down the legs what it means then is that the top part that would be the hardest to braid across your shoulders and down your back that stays in place and is sewn into the body braid and the lower parts those what could be just loops that you put over your knees can be opened up and these straps added, and then they really are like big, long ace bandages or tensor bandages that you can wrap any way that feels good for you. So in our videos, we show some of the basic ways. Mm -hmm. And with hypermobility, most people want extra hip support. So that's a really key place where you can wrap more around the hip and really Mm -hmm. get that supported. It also helps around the knees so that you've got a cross behind the knees. It allows you to still do movement. It's not a brace. There's no rigid part. It's not holding you onto anything. What it's doing is that as you extend, you're stretching out the band. So you both feel the proprioception. You can actually sense that you're stretching out, which with hypermobility, you're not used to doing. You've usually mm-hmm. overstretched and then gone, whoops, I went too far. Mm-hmm. And it means that then you actually are engaging your muscles more as you do it. So your muscles also respond. So the Mm -hmm. connective tissue feels the stretch and the muscles feel the work. And you can sense this as it's going. And your body, without having to think about it, is just going to go, oh, well, that's a lot of work. Here, I'll do it this way over here that's easier. I won't take it so far. So you get the feedback and you avoid that strain of too far and then actually harming the tissues. Yeah. In that way, it's kind of like a wearable set of movement breaks. So what I love for the dancing is that 
I like to dance wild. <laughs> you know, I like to crank <laughs> up the tunes and let it rip. <laughs> but I would often just be in agony after. It felt great while I was doing it. Then I realized, oh, way too much. Yeah. When I'm wearing the braid, and especially for dancing and for my shoulders, there's this arm version, the arm braid, that I can wear loose. But what it allows is as I'm whipping my arms around, I don't need to think about restraining myself mm -hmm. I can just let myself go free and my body will feel oh it feels good up to here but now no this is getting me too much work let's shift and do something yeah. and so you make those adaptations yeah so key thing that again is nothing else in healthcare is like this it doesn't take extra time you don't have to stop what you're doing it's not an exercise it's not something you have to think about it literally is a wearable and once you're wearing it, it just makes anything that you're going to do easier. It does. It's a wearable hug. It's a wearable set of brakes. I often oh. describe this as a body that just doesn't have movement brakes on it. And it could really use some. I wore the body braid a couple of times in my weight training sessions. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And I was really surprised by just like, wow, I just feel my body so much more. It helps integrate the movement. Yes. So yes, it's very flexible. You can walk around in it. You could do anything you want in it. There are a thousand things you can do. And the tip is start easy. Mm -hmm. Start with sitting. A lot is going on with that. Yeah. One of my concerns is that most people with EDS want to get it out of the package and put on the whole thing right from the shoulders down to the feet right away and they get overwhelmed yeah you go what i thought this was supposed to be easy this was supposed to be feel good i feel so frustrated mm -hmm. and the more you think about it the more confusing it gets mm -hmm. so if you're really trying to figure it out it can drive you crazy i've so definitely been that person <laughs> We try to promote this notion of really start with the sitting, yeah. start easy. And then once your body intuitively feels how this is working, then add steps slowly. Mm -hmm. By the time you do get really familiar with it, if I want to put it on, literally, it would take me a couple of minutes. Mm -hmm. I've actually timed it when I try to do it fast and I can mm -hmm. put the whole thing on in 60 seconds. That's it's good advice. Yeah. So start sitting, train in the sitting version for a while really get familiar with that because it's all about the adjustments here's yeah. another thing. most of us that are hypermobile have been scolded because we fidget because we move yeah. around because we don't quote sit still well we can't yeah. we sit yeah. still it gets more and more uncomfortable and it doesn't work yeah the more you play around and you wiggle and you jiggle the straps and you wiggle your body and you play around and you're really feeling it, each of those little wiggling adjustments is connecting your conscious awareness with what's happening in your body. Yeah. So you're actually training this link of being able to sense your body. And a lot of that is happening even just with the sitting. Even people who want to do everything, I really encourage start with the sitting, then do the start still with the core braid, but where you just open up those lower straps and wrap them around your upper thighs that allows you to get up and move around. Mm -hmm. And that's still going to focus on the core part. You mm -hmm. want to get really familiar with that and making those adjustments. And then realize it's spiraling down to the legs, certainly with hypermobility. You want that knee support, you want that mm -hmm. ankle support but give yourself time. 
mm-hmm. that you've been in a body that didn't have support for many decades, mm-hmm. thinking that you can whip this all on and within an hour, it's all going to support you um, is just asking too much. And that's so consistent it's with a- every other realm of life for the bendy person. It's like pacing, graded exposure, slow down, don't overdo it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I do understand often people say, well, I have to, or I can't do anything. There is this sense you've kind of learned. I have to push through my limits to just to get through my day. Yeah. Some people are really upset around go slowly. Well, Mm -hmm. I can't, it's hard. It's a change, but it turns to be a deeply helpful one. Yeah, definitely. And listeners, so you know, there are plenty of videos to watch to learn how to do all these steps, and they're very helpful. Yes. I have a, an educator now, um, Brandy Henry, who has Ehlers Danlos. And I came across her because she was already posting YouTubes, as many people do. A lot of people, I have never met these people. I don't know who they are, but they post all kinds of things about the body braid. Yeah. I'm now working with her so that we're doing videos together. I would really encourage people to get a better understanding of this. If you have Ehlers-Danlos, is, she's done one recently called Three Tips I Wish I Knew Before I Ever Put on a Body Braid mm-hmm. that will really talk about some of these sort of ideas and approaches to have in mind. And the other videos are much more step-by-step. Do this, do that. This is how you actually get it on and work with it. Okay. Fabulous. Can you tell listeners how will they find all of this information more about you and your work and the body braid and these videos? Okay. So bodybraid.com, pretty simple, B-O-D-Y, like our bodies, braid like braiding hair, because technically this is a three-part braid. Mm -hmm. The bands are wrapping in these spirals. I love braiding hair. Mm -hmm. And with this, the two straps are wrapping around your body is the third element. So this literally is using the mechanics of braid and why braided rope is so much stronger than unbraided rope. That's a part of biology. This is how biomechanics work. So this is a braid. It's a bodybraid.com in most places. If you're in Canada, bodybraid.ca. Fabulous. And that's the store, it's the videos page, it's information. I have a particular page there for hypermobility and EDS to talk about some of these aspects. Okay. Uh, almost all the people that get it now, because I don't advertise or promote this anywhere else, it's almost all folks with EDS now that are using it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My real ambition, I would love to get it out to the general population of desk workers. Yeah. Because easily 30% of desk workers actually have looser connective tissue and back pain because of that. Mm. And that's a huge population. And they have never heard of EDS and they wouldn't qualify for the diagnosis, but their bodies let them know sitting is not good for me. Yes. Well, hopefully it will continue to get out into the world and find bigger audiences Bendy or not. Blair, thank you so much for all the work that you have been doing and are doing, all your experimenting and bringing life and humanity to healthcare. So many good things. It has been so great to have you on the podcast. I have learned so much and it's really been a fascinating story. So thank you so much for being here again. And listeners, thanks for tuning in to the podcast. Catch you next time.